Love Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, in France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia. Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all. I do hope you felt the love, the love, the love going out all over the world in our greeting. Welcome to the Female Solution, Blog Talk Radio, and welcome to the Alice Tiny House Village. We do it all today bringing you my experience, my knowledge and wisdom from over 35 years in the holistic health arena. So thank you for joining me this morning. Let us all take a deep breath in. Deep breath in, deep breath, and exhale. There's a lot going on in the world today. And just starting out greeting our global family reminds us we are all one. We are all one. Wars and rumors of wars will always be going on, but we are becoming master alchemists, master alchemists. That means we are transforming any negative energy. We're transforming the old matter and we're becoming like gold. That's our mission here at Viada's Tiny House Village and the Female Solution, reminding us every day of our unity and our oneness. 
Let's breathe that in. I am one. I am one. I am one with my global family. Let's breathe it in again. I am peace. I am peace. And exhale any conflicts that you may be having inside of you, around you. Inhale, inhale, I am joy, I am joy, I am joy. And exhale, any conflicts that you may be having. I am love, I am love. Inhale, inhale, I am love. And exhale, any hatred, any conflict that may be occurring in your mind, your heart. I am peace, love, and joy. Hallelujah. And exhale. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we want to do some joint rolling this morning. That's why you came. If you're new to uh, Health and Well-Being with Beata or Beata's Tiny House Village, why do we do joint rolling? For three good reasons. We have a lymphatic system in this temple, sacred temple, that drains all the bad stuff out that we don't need, that we inhale or that we uh, eat. The lymphatic system works overtime, all the time, to get rid of toxins and uh, free radicals. And then we do joint rolling for our circulation, our circulation. We want to improve the blood flow. When we do these joint rolls, our blood starts flowing more like a river that gets up a push in the uh, in the river cycle. And then uh, we want to improve our immune system. It's getting cold, even in Florida. We were in the 50s this morning and yesterday. So it's getting cold. That means our body is going to be responding to the cold differently than it was to the hot weather of summer. We had summer was in the 90s, I actually had to break down and buy an air conditioner in my tiny house. My fan wasn't enough. So now winter's here. So we're going to do our joint rolling to improve the functioning of this body. So welcome and thank you for joining me. We all, we love the music of um, the sounds of blackness. The sounds of blackness help us uh, synchronized with the the symphony within us. We have a symphony going within us, and we're going to play the music that I love by the sounds of blackness. It's time for healing. And especially when we're bombarded with news of death and suffering and wars and conflict, this is a time to breathe in harmony and exhale the noise, the noise that we've been processing all week long. So get ready. Let's get on. The, we're going to get on the floor, and we're going to um, kick up our legs and arms. Wait, first of all, we're going to roll around this head. Let's get this head loosening up the neck joint because, ooh, that neck gets stiff when we've been laying down all night long. And then we're going to roll our shoulders around backwards and forwards, and go swimming in the sea of energy. Then we'll get on our back, kick those legs up, and I'll show you two different ways 
to get your lymph system, your circulation, and your immune system boosted and moving right along. So let's do this. Time for healing. Yeah. 
Love on it. Love and get that food moving out. If you haven't had a BM this morning, this will help to move that stuff out. Just pat around there. And lastly, but not least, we want to give our adrenal glands and our kidneys a massage and a pat. Thank you. Thank you, adrenal glands. Thank you, adrenal glands. Thank you, kidneys, for doing such a great work. Love, 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 love. All right. So we have done a good fly work. First, love yourself every morning. Hope you get into that habit of loving yourself first, moving your body around in the bed even. Get those legs and arms up and just stay in the bed and move the limbs and roll the joints. So thank you for being here this morning. I'm going to move into my studio now and let you see a little bit of my ceiling, which is just coming along so nicely. My plants are going all over the place. I have these beans up there. All right, here we are with my father and my ancestor back there. And we're going to get into some very important information about breast health and microbiome connection. There's new research. The field of microbiome study just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving. Years, 10, 10, 20 years ago, it was a whole new field to study, the microbiome. The mi- We've got trillions, trillions of, of bacteria, viruses, and um, fungus, and all kinds of things. In fact, let me just play uh, some information about the microbiome before we get into the new read. For those of you who may be new to health and well-being with Beata, Let me play for you um, a little bit about the microbiome, the most important organ, I think, in your body these days because it is literally an army that helps you battle any imbalances in the body. And we'll learn more about the new research that is actually connecting your breast health and the, whether you're going to get cancer or not in your breast, it's connected to a healthy microbiome or not. So here's a two-minute uh, explanation about your gut microbiome. Our bodies are home to over 100 trillion microorganisms. These microorganisms are found everywhere and make up microbiomes. Over the course of evolution, microbes have evolved with us and have an important role in the human body. Without our microbiome, we wouldn't be able to survive. Microorganisms live all over the body, but have the highest density and diversity within the gastrointestinal tract. The gut microbiome is vital for digestion and helps us break down complex carbohydrates, such as starch from potatoes and cereals, and fiber from fruits and vegetables. The microbiome also helps provide vitamins and minerals needed to survive. As well as aiding in digestion, the gut microbiome is thought to play an important role in protecting against disease. Stomachs with a healthy microbiome are thought to be so diverse that when pathogenic bacteria are present, such as Helicobacter pylori which causes stomach ulcers, they aren't able to thrive and cause disease. Studies have also linked a diverse microbiome to improved heart and brain health, weight control, reduced blood sugar levels and a lower risk of diabetes. 
An imbalance of microorganisms in the gut is known as microbial dysbiosis. A gut with reduced microbial diversity may make it more susceptible to infection. The microbiome has also been linked to the nervous system and mental health. An inefficient digestive system has been associated with an over or under stimulation of nerves carrying information from the stomach to the brain and could be linked to a range of conditions including depression and anxiety. It is thought that the microbiome is essential to your well-being and there are ways to promote a diverse gut microbiota. Eating a varied diet, not using unnecessary antibiotics, and spending more time outdoors are a few ways to promote and maintain a healthy gut. There you have it. Trillions, trillions of microbes, as you said, all over the body, but the biggest concentration is in your colon, your mic, your gut. So he said, without it, we wouldn't survive. Think about that. If this is so important that we can't survive without it, how healthy is your microbiome? Well, I got an email this week from a woman I've been following for some time, Dr. Veronique Desolier. She's out of Canada. And the title of her email was Emerging Research, Your Breast Microbiome and Breast Cancer. She is a breast cancer survivor. In fact, I think she had breast cancer a couple of times. Um, So I want to share with you the information um, that is in her email um, because it's just so important. Uh, let's see, I had a video here, too. I want to introduce you to her as well. Uh, so we're going to show, we're going to see her after I read to you some of the information. Okay, this doctor. Uh, I'm going to share her her final analysis of it all after we uh, read her, after I read her uh her her email. Okay, Dr. Veronique. Okay. So this is a new study that talks about how your estrogen quotient ratio affects your breast health. Remember, hormones are messengers. And so um, the the hormones in the body are the messengers that actually tell us um, that actually tell us that we need to do something different. So let me go back here. And so her her email starts: Your microbiome and breast cancer are directly connected. There's emerging and exciting research solutions. Think of this as the female solution is always coming, bringing you uh, the problem and the solution. So the problem uh, for many women and men, this is the interesting thing, men get breast cancer too. Uh, The problem is that women and men often have the cells in their breasts just start to explode and form tumors. So the solution is that focus on our microbiome health and breast cancer healing is the solution. Now the article dives into a few insights and solutions and how you can take action. 
But if you can remember only one thing, she says, it should be this. Your gut microbiome is your immune system. Let me say that again. From this research, what they're developing, and this has been going on for like 20, 30 years, the more and more the research keeps showing us that your gut microbiome, trillions of bacteria and, and viruses, yes, viruses and fungus are your immune system. So about 80% of it lives in your gut. Therefore, when you get, when your gut is sick, when you can't have bowel movements like you should, you're constipated, uh, diarrhea, all that, when that's sick, that means it can't naturally fight off infections, bacteria, illness, and diseases that help that cause your body to be in pain and inflammation. An unhealthy gut is also a root cause of unbalanced hormones. Now, when you think about your hormones, again, they're messengers. They're little messengers running around in your body doing what your sacred temple needs them to do. Balance this, keep your blood flowing, hormones keep, help you have a baby, help your baby grow in the womb. Uh, help you get rid of a headache. These hormones are just amazing messengers. So a newly researched breast cancer risk factor is the dysfunction of the gut microbiome. So we just heard what the microbiome is. So then the question becomes a dysfunctional microbiome is called, they actually have a name for it, dysbiosis. When you hear that, you won't hear your doctor say that because I don't know too many doctors who are even talking about the microbiome. I'm talking about medical doctors who train in the medical system. If you have a doctor who is talking about the microbiome, you probably want to stick with him or her because they are up to date on the research and what's very important for your body. And it can read, the dysbiosis can lead to a range of health challenges. And it includes everything from bacteria, fungi, viruses, parasites, and it expands even past your gut, your skin, vaginal floor, your mouth, your respiratory tract, and breast are a few other places that have other microbiomes, and they can ensure both the human and organism benefit of living together. And here's some of the facts that disrupt this harmony, bad diet antibiotics or any drugs in fact can disrupt the harmony inflammation lack of quality sleep and movement that's why when you get start your day with joint rolling you already helping your microbiome function better environmental toxins too much uh, Wi-Fi energy can affect uh, the the health of your microbiome stress 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 that's why we have to manage the stress. And, and if you were um, on my Sunday Soul Purpose Healing, we're becoming um, master alchemists. And what is the first step to that process is breathing. Every time you find yourself in a stressful situation, first response is deep breathing. So lack of probiotics, lack of probiotics is another uh, area where you're going to have a dysfunction or a, a low energy microbiome. So probiotics are in the form of what? Fermented foods, fiber-rich foods, and then lastly, certain physical and mental illnesses. 
So I'm going to pull up um, a little bit of another. Your breast microbiome emerging research. Here's the full article. Let's see if we missed anything. Uh, da 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 da. Bad diet. Okay, microbiome and breast health. Okay, a healthy microbiome also starts from day one of life. That baby. That's why it's important for women to have doulas. A doula can help you prepare that first day of life for your baby to have human colostrum and breast milk. That human colostrum that comes from mom is full of healthy microbes. That first drink from the nipple is full of microbes if mom has been taking the best care of her body. The term enteromammary pathway describes the movement of the mother's gut bacteria passing through the breast milk and into the infant's GI tract where the vast majority of their microbiome lives. The enteromammary pathway is also hypothesized to carry immune cells, antibodies, and microbes through the lymphatic system to breast tissue. Again, when we do our joint rolling, we're helping that lymphatic system to move whatever it needs to move. And in this case, the program of enteromammary pathway helps your lymphatic system do its job and move things to the breast so the baby can have the best nourishment. The microbes then populate breast tissue to create their own unique breast microbiome. Here's where the new research is revealing all of this about the connection to the microbiome and the breast tissue. Essential to sustain breast health and pass on immunity to the newborn baby. And if you were not breastfed, it's okay. This article is saying it's okay. You can't change that. However, you do have total control of what you now put in your body. So let's not have guilt and and uh, sadness about mommy didn't breastfeed me. I don't think my mother actually breastfed me for very long, but I have come into the knowledge that what's important now is to nourish that area of my body with fermented foods and uh, lots of love and exercise. So the studies show there's a significant difference in breast microbiomes in those with breast cancer and those without. So they they have actually looked at women with breast cancer, and they've compared the two. And perhaps with more research, we could look at breast microbiome biomarkers or diagnosis. They're even talking about diagnosing cancer by looking at taking samples of your microbiome before you actually develop the cancer. That's where that research is going. When this becomes possible, it can help doctors stop cancer in its tracks by noting if the microbiome is trending away from a cancer-favorable environment. Breast microbiome also directly impacts several breast cancer risks, such as estrogen and progesterone levels, uh, the transformation of plant compounds into anti-cancer medicine, repairing your body, and immunomodulation, immune system modifications, through natural and human-induced forms. 
There is also growing evidence that the alteration of a healthy microbiome plays a role in the development of several cancers. The term is oncobiome. They got a term for it. So what's the solution? Heal and protect with produce. Eat your fruits and veggies. Accurate a statement as you can get regarding general health. However, if you are here to heal, there's phytochemical families, glucosinoids, carotenoids, and more and more and more. So I want to just, um, that's it. And that, so that's the gist of it. Again, they have actually proven that the breast carry particular microbiome uh, when the body, mother's body is ready to give birth and all that, it comes, the, the, the microbiomes are in the breast. So important if you're going to be a doula in someone's life to help them um, look up or, or at least be aware of the research of the connection between the microbiome and, now I want to just introduce you to Dr. Uh, Veronique because the bottom line in her teaching states that the healing, what is the most important part of healing? Here she is. I'm going to show you a video, and um, I think I have it actually in Blog Talk as well. Let's see. I'm going to show you a video of Dr. Veronique. And what she says about the most important part of healing your body. I would have to say that the emotional component is probably about 75%. And I know that's, that's a big percentage. But I've worked with thousands of people from all over the world. And I have firsthand experience with it myself. So I know that the emotions play such a huge part. You know, we know that our emotions affect our DNA, affect our ability to heal. You know, there's little switches on our genes that can be turned off and on by our thoughts, by our lifestyle, by our stress, by the foods that we eat, the chemicals that we are exposed to. So uh, emotionally, you're definitely looking at a serious pattern there. All right. So... That, that's Dr. Veronique DeSalyerne, and her message to us is, bottom line is, heal your emotions. With all the knowledge and the research that comes in about the microbiome and cancer, if you can manage your emotions and stay in joy, peace, forgiveness, we stress that all the time, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness that your body will respond to the energy of love, peace, forgiveness, joy, and it will override. It will override anything that is negative in your life, in your body, in your temple. The negative emotions, the, the negative uh, chemicals, the toxic chemicals will be overridden by joy, peace, love, forgiveness. So that's her her uh, bottom line to the new research that your breast health and your microbiome all connected, and you can always uh, have uh, get do your own research. In fact, I encourage you all, please do your research. Do your research. Don't take my word for anything. This is just to stir you up 
and stimulate your brain and your thinking and your thoughts about how to take charge of your health. So we have to take a break now. And when we come back, uh, we're going to go into Dr. Sunil Dahan has a message for us. The most important questions to ask your doctors, please, please listen, pay attention to this next, the next um, voice you hear when we come back from the break. People go to their doctors and they act like the doctor uh, is the patient, that you're working for the doctor. No, 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 let's flip that. The doctor is working for you. That's what we want to remind you today and emphasize. And Dr. Sunil Dahan is going to help us with that. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TheMediaConnectionTV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, hosts John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. Take advantage of the deal of the day. Go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. 
That's YourHolisticLifeCoach.com, and I'm Viato. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. We've got a lot of information to share with you. If you're just joining us, we talked about the connection to breast health and microbiome. There's actually certain microbes that show up in the breast when the brain says it's time for milk or when there's breast cancer um, developing. So the research is actually um, the, in, uh, evolving to a place where they believe they eventually they can test your microbiome to tell whether you are de- you are in risk of developing cancer. That's how how uh, exact and how unique this research is about your microbiome. Actually, uh, determining what microbes are present when your body is developing cancer isn't that crazy? I mean. That's how sophisticated this temple, this sacred temple is, that it actually, the brain, the pineal gland, all these parts of your brain that are on this chart, actually, on this chart that the cerebral medulla, the, the, the cortex, cerebral, the cerebellum, the brain stem, I love, that's why I love studying German new medicine, because it really helps you understand the parts of your body, especially the brain, how trauma uh, uh or appears in the brain first in a particular area of the brain. And then your microbiome is right there working as a messenger, as a ho- and the hormones are connecting. I get so excited studying all this. But for you, it just makes us, or it helps us. It helps us to appreciate, I hope, and respect this temple that we live in more and that it is actually perfectly capable of healing anything that you encounter in your journey on this planet Earth. So I want to, and if you have, by the way, if you have anyone you know who uses a C, what they call a CPAP machine, it's a breathing machine, you want to call them and tell them to listen in because in the next hour, I'm going to share with you some better alternatives. I got an email from Dr. Mercola on this subject. And I know I, I when I hear about people using a breathing machine to go to sleep, I, I just can't even imagine that. That I wouldn't go, I couldn't go to sleep with that. But many people use it as the only way they get any rest. So I want to share this article and information about better alternatives to that and the risk involved. There are actually risk involved to using. Uh, seven, I'm going to share with you seven long-term side effects of using a CPAP machine that maybe people weren't aware of. They thought, and okay, so let's get into Dr. Sunil Dahan's three most must-ask questions because this will help you understand why maybe a CPAP isn't the best thing for you if you didn't ask the right questions about the side of long-term side effects. So I'm going to play Dr. Sunil. You know him. He's a little Indian guy, medical doctor. I like to bring in medical uh, professional advice on a holistic level that can help us uh, make better decisions about this journey. So here is Dr. Sunil Dahan 
with the three must-ask Hello everyone, questions. Dr. Sunil Dand, internal medicine physician. Welcome to another video. Three must-ask, absolutely must-ask questions before you take any prescription medication. You should ask these questions when you see your doctor reaching out for the prescription pad or nowadays as they do typing away on their computer, ask these questions before taking any pill. And I'm often astounded, even as a doctor, with how many people will simply accept what the doctor says without asking any questions. It's your body, it's your temple. I mean, obviously I'm a doctor myself, but I would never take any medication whatsoever without asking the right questions. So apologies to those of you who are smart. I know a lot of people who watch my videos are very smart. You may indeed already be asking these questions, but there's no harm in a reminder. Here we go then, three must-ask questions. Look your doctor in the eye as you ask these questions. Hopefully they look you right back in the eye. Number one, what are the most common side effects of this prescription you are writing me? I want you to tell me what they are, ranging from mild to the very severe side effects. Could I get something relatively small like a dry mouth? Could I get gastric irritation? Could I get more severe side effects? Could I get very lethargic? Could I get double vision? Do certain people have allergic reactions to this medication? Please let me know before I put this pill into my treasured body. Number two, what is the worst side effect you have ever seen with this prescription? Hopefully you have a good, honest, transparent doctor who will tell you based on their own experiences. And you should ask this question directly after the first question because it takes things to a whole different level. It forces the doctor to think and recount their own experiences. Never a bad thing. It dives deeper into what the doctor has personally seen and should make them share this information with you directly. And number three, can you tell me the percentage benefits from this medication that you want to prescribe me? What percentage of patients really experience benefits? Now this will really sort the men out from the boys or the ladies out from the girls in terms of doctors, whatever way you want to think about it because only very good doctors will know this information. And the very least they can do if they don't know it off the top of their heads is go and research it because it is an excellent question. And this gets back to a larger point that I've talked about many times before. We live in an era where many, many doctors are mindless robotic protocol followers. I hate to say it, but when you delve into it, they're really not practicing medicine in a very smart way at all. They are following protocol, they are not using their critical thinking skills. And I know medicine is a very tough job. Doctors do a hard job every single day. But there is no excuse for just mindlessly following protocol and not knowing information on the drug you are prescribing. I remember, I've talked about this before as well, during the pandemic, my own disappointment when said therapeutic came out. I was one of the few doctors, apparently, who actually took the time to read the research study. It takes about 15 minutes to read, and I saw immediately the problems with absolute risk reduction and number needed to treat, the true statistical benefits that were not the same as you were hearing in the mainstream media and from the medical establishment. And things like this happen because doctors are not doing their real job. It is not enough to mindlessly follow protocol just because our authorities say so, we should be using our God-given brain, pulling up the research ourselves and breaking down the numbers so that we can share this real scientific information with our patients. Isn't real science what this is all supposed to be about? But anyway, don't get me going on that. 
but it is a very valid question indeed, and only the very best doctors will like being asked that question because it is an excellent question, and I love it when patients ask me. I will pull up research and I will share it with my patients because it's all about making informed decisions. Our bodies are very precious indeed, and the least we can do as doctors is know the correct information and not mindlessly be repeating things and doing things like trained chimpanzees just because we are told to. The practice of medicine should be much more than that. So those are the three <laughs> questions then to focus on. Obviously, there are others as well, especially in the United States of America, like how much is the medicine going to cost? Are there any alternatives? But I would like you to focus on those three questions. Number one, what are the side effects of this medication that you want to prescribe me? Number two, what is the worst side effect that you have ever seen, doctor? And number three, tell me the true percentage benefit of this medicine. How much will it really benefit me? What are the mortality benefits? What are the other benefits in terms of alleviating symptoms? And obviously that last question applies more to certain medications than it does to others. Many chronic disease medications, statins, the new heart failure medications, I'll have to talk about that sometime as well. But the true percentage benefits are not anywhere nearly as good as you may think. It's all about you making the correct informed decision for yourself and your family. Thanks everyone for listening. Let me know your thoughts down below. Feel free to comment. Check out my online academy. That link is down below as well, as is a link to my uncensored platform. So that's Dr. Sunil, that's S-U-N-E-E-L Dahan, D-H-A-N-D. Very good advice on all his videos. They have any that did not give the best wisdom and advice. So what do you think about that? Do you do you visit a doctor? I don't have doctors uh, in my life anymore. I don't have insurance, health insurance. I have a savings account that I'm building to, for emergencies. I have a credit card that I use for if, if I have an emergency. I just, over the last 50-plus years of going in the doctor's office, seeing their arrogance, their egos, and all, I said, ah, I'm done with this system, but I'm a Medicare emergency. If I do have an emergency, uh, I have Medicare with the United States government, and I don't pay any premium of any kind every month or anything like that, but if I have an emergency, they'll pay 80%, heaven forbid that I had that experience. My my own belief is if you have an emergency, go right to the emergency room, something you can't handle, you're bleeding, your bones broken, whatever. Go right to the emergency room and get out as fast as you can. Get treated in the emergency room. Try not to be admitted. Let's call me. If you call me, call a friend, call anybody. We'll do the research and help you, help you heal the body. Get into your breathing pattern. Heal the body. But when you go into that system, the chances of you not coming out or actually your situation getting worse are very high, very great. So you don't want to risk it if you don't have to. I mean, sometimes you just have to be admitted because you can't handle the healing process. That's fine. Do what you need to do. But my suggestion is try not to be admitted into a hospital. The system is broken. They practice a type of medicine that is just meant to throw drugs in your in your body, throw all the drugs they can in your body to see if you overcome the problem 
or the symptom. So that's a reality. So just think about what Dr. Sunil has presented when you're in that doctor's office. Even have, maybe have the courage to ask him, can you suggest some natural treatments? Oh, you might get thrown out on your head or that doctor could curse you out. I had a woman uh, doctor, some of you may have heard, I had H. pylori bacteria in my gut. And so I had symptoms that were creating either pain or discomfort. And uh, I think it was a actually a pap smear that said, okay, you've got this bacteria, H. pylori. And so when I finally saw the doctor, I had seen her assistant the first visit, went back to get my test results. And this was probably 20 years, 25 years ago. I don't know. It's been a while. And she said, okay, well, this is what you have, H. pylori bacteria, and we're going to give you an antibiotic for two. And I had done some research, and I thought, nah. in fact, German New Medicine teaches that when bacteria show up in your body, like H. pylori, this is usually some type of trauma you went through or a conflict you had in your, your stressful life and that it needs to be overcome with what? Probiotics, better food, exercise, breathing, all those things I knew about. And she write, she's writing out this prescription. And I said, you know, I really don't want to um, take a prescription if I don't have to. Oh, my goodness, the rage of this woman arose. And I'm I'm not kidding. This this very um, well dressed diamond on the finger doctor said, "Are you effing crazy? You're not gonna die on my watch." And she went, "No, no, 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 no." And I'm like, "Ooh, wow, that was pretty strong reaction to what I just said. I wanted to do on my own." And so with that reaction, I just politely took her prescription, got of that office at the end and just tossed it in the trash and started to do my own research. And I know everyone doesn't want to use that process to get well, so I understand that. But that was my journey, and here I am today. I don't know if H. pylori is still there or not, but it's not affecting me because I had studied German New Medicine, which tells you bacteria, viruses, fungus show up because something needs to be healed. Candida, for instance, I love to talk about candida, is a fungus that I had throughout my body. I had systemic candida. And this was during a period where I was doing a lot of wine drinking, bad food, sugar. I think I had even had my second child. Um, I'm not sure if I was on my first or second but I couldn't even get out of bed. And when I had the diagnosis done by a naturopathic doctor, he said, well, you've got candida in every cell of your body. You had systemic candida in your blood, blah, blah, blah. And what he did was put me on an IV and ran vitamin C throughout my body for maybe 45 minutes. It's been a while, but for a long period of time. And the next day I went back to work. I had been out from work for several days, couldn't even get out, barely get out of bed. And so that vitamin C uh, IV saved my life, intravenous, where Justin needs. So I'm just saying there are always alternatives. So I want to introduce you to um, CPAP information because so many people are on this machine, uh, and I'm just surprised. And how many, when I look into the research, and it's a breathing machine. So I want to play for you um, 
the side effects, first of all, and then Dr. Mercola, uh, who I get emails from on a regular basis, he's one of the most popular uh, alternative medicine MDs, uh, and he sells a lot of supplements, but he gives a lot of information and education about everything. So here are some of the side effects of CPAP machines in case World of Dentistry. Dental solutions for your dental needs. Long-term side effects of CPAP machine. What you need to know. Welcome to this new video. In this video, we will talk about obstructive sleep apnea syndrome, OSAS, and the most effective treatment to control its symptoms. The use of CPAP device. But what about the long-term side effects of the CPAP machine? We will tell you all about it. What is CPAP? Before going into detail about long-term side effects, it is important to know what CPAP is. This is a device that helps keep the airway open while you sleep, preventing obstruction and sleep apnea. The device generates a constant flow of air through a mask that is placed over the patient's nose and slash or mouth while they sleep. This positive air pressure in the airway helps keep it open, preventing obstruction and sleep apnea. The air pressure is adjusted by the doctor according to the severity of OSAS. A very effective treatment for OSAS. Types of masks. There are several styles of masks, and the choice depends on several aspects, such as the type of sleep apnea disorder, breathing habits, patient preferences, and the type of CPAP machine. Among the different types of CPAP masks are the nasal pillow mask, the nasal mask, and the full face mask. Side effects of CPAP use. Although CPAP is safe and well tolerated, like any medical treatment, it can have long-term side effects in some patients. One of them is skin irritation and pressure ulcers, caused by constant friction of the mask on the skin and in patients who sleep in positions that involve support of the mask on a specific area for long periods of time. Rash can also occur in patients with very sensitive skin or latex allergy. Another long-term side effect is dry mouth and throat in some patients due to air leaks in the mask, which is not only uncomfortable, but can also increase the risk of respiratory infections, nosebleeds, and deterioration of teeth and mouth tissues. In addition to the side effects mentioned above, there are others that may occur long-term in some patients who use CPAP. Below, we explain what they are and how they can affect health. Blood pressure. OSS is a risk factor for cardiovascular diseases such as hypertension, myocardial infarction, and stroke. The use of CPAP has been shown to be effective in reducing cardiovascular risk by improving sleep quality and reducing daytime sleepiness. However, some studies have found that CPAP can have side effects on blood pressure, especially in patients with arterial hypertension. In some cases, CPAP can increase blood pressure, although this is not common. Psychological effects. The use of CPAP can have psychological effects on some patients. For example, some may feel uncomfortable wearing the mask during sleep, which can affect their quality of life. In addition, the need to use the device every night can generate stress and anxiety, 
which can affect the mental health of some people. How to alleviate side effects. But don't worry, there are ways to alleviate these side effects. Some recommendations include cleaning the mask and skin before use, making sure it is properly adjusted, using creams or skin protectors if necessary, and requesting an appointment with the medical provider to evaluate the possibility of changing it for one that fits better if the mask is not properly adjusted. Another long-term side effect is dry mouth and throat in some patients due to air leaks in the mask, which is not only uncomfortable, but can also increase the risk of respiratory infections, nosebleeds, and deterioration of the teeth and mouth tissues. In conclusion, the use of CPAP is one of the most effective options for treating sleep apnea, and it is generally well tolerated by patients. However, it is important for patients to be aware of the possible long-term side effects of CPAP use, such as skin irritation and air leaks causing dreariness in the mouth and throat. Although these are rare, it is important to be vigilant for any changes in health and to speak with your treating physician if any concerning symptoms arise. By being aware of these possible side effects and taking measures to prevent or treat them, patients can obtain the maximum benefit from CPAP treatment and improve their quality of life. Remember, it is always advisable to consult with your doctor if you have any doubts or concerns about the use of CPAP or any other treatment options for sleep apnea. That's all for today. We hope this video has been useful to better understand the today's topic. Don't so that is a perfect example of what Dr. Sunil was um, suggesting when you go into a doctor's office, you have sleep apnea. And the first thing the doctor says, or after maybe some tests or whatever, he said, well, let's put you on a CPAP machine. Number one question, uh, what are the side effects? I would imagine many patients don't even think about side effects for this machine. Oh, it's going to help me sleep. It's going to, uh, you know, give me, reduce the stress, whatever. But guess what? They just pointed out major side effects long-term using this machine. So when we come back on the break, I'm going to share with you Dr. Mercola's advice on um, the alternative to that machine. And that's the thing, the type of um, conversation, discussion you would want to have with your doctor when we come back uh, to know what are the alternatives. Is there something else I can do other than now knowing? I mean, imagine you go into your office, the, the doctor says, okay, well, you have, we decide you have sleep apnea, blah, 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 and this is what we recommend, a CPAP machine. And you say, wait a minute, are there any side effects? And what are the worst side effects? And are there really true benefits to this? Am I going to be on this for the rest of my life? Well, yeah, they kind of hope you will because guess what? The side effects will mean you're going to spend more money uh, on treating the side effects. That's how that medical system works. The side effects are really not side. They're just the effects of taking drugs and using the machinery that the medical system advises, in my opinion. So that's why we're becoming wiser and smarter with, are there any side effects? Uh, what are the worst side effects? And then what are the true benefits? And so when we come back from the break, I'm going to share with you Dr. Mercola's advice about alternatives and what's actually causing uh, the sleep apnea 
very important uh, that we are aware of this because when we're talking about rumors of war and war and uh, we need to realize the stress is at our back door. I heard an interview, uh, I saw an interview the other night where Hezbollah is in Mexico. What? Who? What? What? Yep. So we've got sleeper cells not only in the United States that could cause more stress and war events, but we right there in Mexico is a major, quote, terrorist group. I, won't, I don't know if I call them that, but in Mexico training. So all of the things that I'm sharing with you hopefully are going to help you Take charge of your health. Manage whatever stress shows up. Whatever stress shows up, we're here to help you manage that. So right after this break, I'm going to come back and share Dr. Mercola's advice about um, alternatives, alternatives to CPAC and why uh, are people even uh, doing CPAC. So we'll be right back after these messages. Hi, I'm Mama Joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in. 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. We'll see you on the second Saturday on The Neighborship of Joy. Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment 
9325 and press 1 to speak. information out there and how I manage all the stress of the wars and rumors of war is I start educating myself more and more and more. I'm learning so much about the Middle East, where countries are and who's where and where's uh, Qatar and where's Saudi Arabia and where's this. In fact, later in the in this hour, I'm going to share with you uh, history of the Palestinian connection with uh, people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and uh, many of the people uh, uh, who have been saying things about Palestine for years. I mean, it's like this has been going on for so long that my way of, of dealing with the stress is educating myself and becoming more knowledgeable about the world events that could affect us any moment at any time. So, but we're going to talk right now about CPAP. Dr. Mercola is um, a, a very uh, popular doctor on the Internet. Uh, Take control of your health is his, his motto. And he ha- he sent this, e- this email this week, why is everyone on CPAP machines? I'm asking the same question because um, Matt Kahn is someone I was following for years, very spiritual guru type. And he admitted that he was on a CPAP machine one time. I thought, ooh, that sounds weird. From coming from someone who's so spiritual and and uh, so enlightening and educated and mature. So when I heard that, I'm like, whoa, why is he? And then I just let it go. But now when Dr. Mercola sent this, why is everyone on CPAP? I'm like, yeah, let me find out why is everyone on CPAP machines. So. First of all, he starts out, sleep apnea is a condition where you repeatedly stop breathing during sleep. What the hell's going on? Why do people stop breathing? It's common. Six million Americans have a diagnosis of sleep apnea, but another 25 million or more may be struggling undiagnosed. Sleep apnea is also becoming more prevalent among children. <gasps> scary thoughts, really scary thoughts. Snoring is a related problem caused by a restriction in your airway stemming from either your throat or nasal passageway and typically precedes more severe sleep apnea by several years. I got to stop snoring. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm not worried about it, though. Lack of breastfeeding, the preponderance of processed food, which has predisposed several generations to a combination of obesity malformed mouths and unnaturally small airways and rampant vitamin D deficiency from lack of sun exposure appear to be primary causative factors for the steady rise in sleep apnea. Let me read that again. It gives the primary causative factors, lack of breastfeeding, the preponderance of processed food, which is not nourishing your gut. Remember, your microbiome is the army that can help balance the sleep apnea. So if you're eating a lot of junk food, your microbiome is suffering, Try or it's not suffering. Your microbiome is struggling to help keep you 
in a balanced sleep mode, which has predisposed several generations to a combination of obesity, malformed mouths, and unnaturally small airways, and rampant vitamin D deficiency from lack of sun exposure. So one of the most frequently used treatments is the continuous positive airway pressure that stands for CPAP, P-A-P, continuous positive airway pressure, CPAP machine, which straps around your face and uses mild air pressure to keep your airways open while you sleep. However, CPAP does not address any of the potential underlying causes of sleep apnea. Cause so we're all about, as Dr. Mercola, getting to the root cause of it. So you don't have to have a, a machine to help you breathe. Better solutions include oral devices that correct your tongue or jaw position, an oral myofunctional therapy, a form of facial muscle therapy that helps reshape your oral cavity, and promote proper placement of your tongue, head, and neck. So the article, those are the highlights of the, the, the story at a glance. Uh, and understand here, there's actually a video with this email, which is over an hour, understanding the connection between vitamin D deficiency and sleep apnea. So a little history about this machine was invented 40 years ago to treat severe cases of sleep apnea. Uh, tell, you can usually tell someone's using a CPAP from the telltale strap marks on their face first thing in the morning. And uh, this guy, Matthew Rosa, staff writer for Salon Magazine, describes the sensation of CPAP as, quote, extremely unnatural and unpleasant but like most other users, finds it preferable to the dead, tired feeling that sleep apnea causes. Hmm. And he goes on to say, sleep apnea occurs when you have obstructions in your airway with your breathing. Flow of air can be partially blocked, even completely stopped altogether. Inability to properly pull air in. Snoring is a related problem caused by a restriction in your airway stemming from either your throat or nasal passage. It's vibrations as the air struggles to get through your soft palate, uvula, tongue, tonsils, and or muscles in the back of your throat that cause the snore. A simple tip that can help prevent snoring is to place a small piece of inexpensive paper tape across the entire length of your lips at night to prevent mouth breathing. Obviously, do not use any type of industrial tape that can damage your skin. So what he's suggesting to prevent the snoring is tape your mouth closed. Oh, that sounds crazy. But that prevents mouth breathing, and then I guess you're forced to breathe from your nose, which would eliminate the snoring. Hmm. This strategy, he says, works very well to virtually eliminate mouth breathing and secondarily apneic episodes. Of course, you should not do this if you have obstruction in your nasal passages, oh, duh, or a cold. Not only do these breathing disruptions interfere with sleep, they also promote poor health and chronic disease by reducing the amount of oxygen in your blood, which can impair the function of internal organs. 
accelerating cellular aging, slowing down or preventing um, critical detoxification of your brain tissues, disrupting your circadian rhythm, increasing sympathetic tone, causing problems with bedwetting among children, interfering with deep sleep, contributing to lack of focus attention during the day. Children with sleep apnea also display troubling brain changes in areas involved with thinking and problem solving. Sleep apnea takes a toll on your brain health. It can weaken the integrity of the white matter in your brain, cause anatomical changes in your brain stem, and lower the volume of gray matter, the outer layer of the brain associated with high-level brain functions. Okay, what am I doing here? Okay. Okay, so this goes on and on the article. Common causes, uh, most frequently cited cause for sleep apnea in adults is obesity. So get the weight down, which contributes by putting excess pressure on your upper airways, resulting in collapse and decreased neuromuscular control. Other common causes include physical obstruction, such as enlarged tonsils, adenoids, aging, and believe it or not, vitamin D deficiency. So it continues to go back to that as a major cause. So moving beyond CPAP, 80% of regular CPAP users report significant improvements in their sleep apnea symptoms. Uh, It's saying that the machine was never intended to be a lifelong solution. As noted by the inventor, Dr. Collins, it was always only intended to be a temporary measure while the underlying factors are addressed. Obesity uh, and all the other vitamin D deficiency, size and shape of your mouth under, uh, of your mouth and upper airway also very important. So there are oral devices that can help, oral myofunctional therapy, neuromuscular electrical stimulation, surgical intervention. These are the, 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 the things you can ask your doctor about if you're having sleep apnea problems. Uh, can he suggest other alternatives to the machine? And then he says, learning to consistently breathe through your nose rather than your mouth can also be very helpful. Mouth breathing, bleh, mouth breathing results in over-breathing, which lowers the availability of oxygen. By consistently breathing through your nose, your breathing volume will be brought back to normal. This, in turn, allows for optimal oxygenation of tissues and organs, including your brain. So he's saying Dr. McCuller just completed a 40-hour course on respiratory physiology and breathing with a leading breathing expert. So this is, again, long article, important eating. Again, that was listed as maybe one of the causes. That's one of the important reasons or do breastfeeding if a woman's pregnant. Treating root of sleep apnea can result in better health. Dr. Mercola encourages you to find a qualified sleep specialist, identify the root cause, help you address the sleep apnea at the foundational level. Many have little in their tool bag besides a prescription for CPAP. Again, asking your doctor what are the side effects of CPAP machine and are there other alternatives. 
It doesn't address the root problem, difficult to use, clean, and maintain to boot. Mask on your face and a noisy EMF emitting machine next to your bed hardly encourage deep restorative sleep. As a general rule, the oral devices and OMT tend to be among the best solutions. So here, there you are, um, just some basic information. I'm sure there's more you can learn. In fact, if you are someone you know is having problems with sleep, I would highly recommend uh, you look do some research on it and find out what are some. Now, I, my own personal suggestion with what I've learned about it is go uh, start a yoga class or just start watching YouTube videos that can improve your breathing. Yoga is mainly about balancing mind, body, and spirit, but it also um, – practices better breathing. So every night um, you could get into a routine of doing some deep breathing before you go to bed and some stretching, and that's what yoga is. I Every night I do yoga, stretching. I do several positions, about 10 different positions of stretching and yin yoga where I'm stretching my legs, my arms, my body, and doing deep breathing. Now, I do snore. I've had my partner tell me I snore. My people tell me I snore. And I have actually, even when I don't have anybody in bed with me, I can wake myself up snoring. I'm sleeping and I'm like hearing myself snore and I wake up. So I think that may be a blessing of sorts to wake up from your own snoring. I wonder if anybody else has that, that experience of waking up to your own snoring. So my recommendation for this would be practice breathing all day and stretching, going to yoga classes, and getting more sun because Dr. Mercola's article was basically recommending uh, vitamin D supplementation or more time in the sun. I hope that's helpful. Any questions, comments, uh, feel free to press 1. Uh, raise your hand, or let's see, I have a comment here on Facebook. Um, our Zelda, our Monday morning host says, Grand Rising Wise Woman, thanks for sharing your expertise. Always my pleasure and always nice to see my Zelda in the studio. So I want to go into, we only have a few minutes left in the show, and I want to help all of us um, uh, to manage this conflict in the Middle East because it can affect the whole world eventually uh, in some way. In fact, it is affecting the whole planet because the energy that we're hearing, seeing, is is in our minds first and foremost. So I did a little research. Actually, I listened to uh, a young guy on YouTube, a uh, young melanin brother, talking about Malcolm X, and um, and uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King's convert or speeches about Palestine years ago, years ago. That's how long we've been hearing about this situation in uh, the Middle East and Africa. I'm going to just say Africa because actually the Middle East is part of Africa, and we don't hear that mentioned often. 
And even though South Africa, way down at the bottom of that continent, South Africa, Nelson Mandela was talking about Palestine years ago when, when Mandela was on the planet. So I want to help all of us get into um, master alchemy, which is helping the body transform the news about suffering and pain and death and war. And so how do we do that? I think we need to better educate ourselves about the situation so that we're not ignorant about what's going on in the world, in the planet. This is how I manage. I go to sleep at night just in gratitude. Gratitude, which is the high, one of the highest emotions you can have to balance everything in the body. Gratitude. No matter what happens. This is of a master alchemist. No matter what happens, the death of a child, the death of a husband, the death of a dog, gratitude for the experience that we are having on this planet. It's just, it's just a mind-blowing experience right now to know the, the, the rabbit hole knowledge that's coming forth with the military and these countries, Saudi Arabia, and all this. Just, it's like entertainment. I have, I'm running out of popcorn again because it's so entertaining. And as Dr. Bruce Lipton says, he focuses on edutainment, educating but entertaining. And he's most of his videos now are very entertaining, and they have a little humor in them. And so I want to just uh, do a little edu- education about the history of solid, the black Palestinian solidarity. I found this video because the brother was talking about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, it was just so interesting to go back to that time period and realize that this is nothing new under the sun. When we have an attitude of learning and growing and increasing our knowledge, that's what the scriptures say uh, will keep us alive. Our, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And if we're going to be ignorant about this whole conflict that we're experiencing, not only inside of us, but if we're ignorant about the struggle that people have had for thousands of years, then it doesn't help reduce the stress, in my opinion, because we're walking around worrying and stressed and looking at what's going to happen, why is this happening. But this has been going on for so long. So I want to play this historical narrative about people in our lives who have been talking about, who talked about this years ago. And I want you to see the perspective that they had years ago and why we can transform it today, because it's nothing new under the sun. So I'm going to play the history of the black Palestinian solidarity, the solidarity that has been uh, present in our society in the United States of America for so long, and it's it's actually exploding now the solidarity for this group of people who represent what we have seen and heard in the United States of America with the Native Americans in our own Turtle Island. But the mirror, the, 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 uh, the attention is now on back on the Middle East, back on the war machine. And this is just so enlightening for me to hear the history of the solidarity and what we really need is unity right now. We need unity against the the empires 
and the Zionists who are just trying to destroy, reduce the population, whether it be pharmaceutical means, war means. We need to be aware who the enemy is and how we can build up our own alchemy and become masters at having gratitude no matter what. So history of black Don't you where you come from as long as you're a black man. In 1977, reggae legend Peter Tosh released the song Equal Rights, demanding freedom for a number of African nations, but he also mentioned another country. When George Jackson, a Black Panther, writer, and revolutionary, was killed by prison guards in 1971, two poems were found in his cell. They were translations of resistance poetry by the Palestinian poet Sami al-Qazim. Peter Tosh and George Jackson's connection to Palestine are just two examples of a long history of solidarity between black liberation and Palestinian self-determination, two struggles that have been in dialogue for decades. In 1964, Malcolm X published an article in the Egyptian Gazette called Zionist Logic, in which he drew parallels between the oppression of Palestinians and Africans. Instead of seeing it as a religious conflict, Malcolm saw Israel as a colonial project serving a wider imperialist agenda, saying, European imperialists wisely placed Israel where she could geographically divide the Arab world. In the same year, Malcolm was one of the first African leaders to publicly meet with the Palestine Liberation Organization, as anti-colonial struggles gained traction through the world. Freedom for Palestinians became a touchstone for the international fight against imperialism. As black freedom movements expanded their worldview to situate their struggle as part of a global anti-colonial movement, Palestine also became an important focal point of their solidarity. On August 15, 1967, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee released a position paper entitled The Middle East Crisis, expressing support for Palestine and criticizing U.S. support for Israel. Organizations such as the Black Panthers argued that freedom would never come for black people in America unless all oppressed people were free. The Panthers frequently spoke of black communities and their relationship with police as living under occupation as internally colonized people. They were vocal in their support for Palestine and met with the PLO in Algiers in 1969. In his 1972 essay, Take Me to the Water, James Baldwin wrote about leaving the U.S. but refusing to go live in Israel saying, and if I had fled to Israel, a state created for the purpose of protecting Western interests, I would have been in a yet tighter bind. On which side of Jerusalem would I have decided to live? Muhammad Ali also declared his support for the Palestinian struggle, marching for Palestinian rights and visiting a Palestinian refugee camp in southern Lebanon. In 1979, Reverend Jesse Jackson met with the PLO and pushed for the U.S. to deal directly with the organization in pursuit of a peace deal. Just and lasting peace is inextricably bound for a state for Palestinian people and the recognition of the PLO as the government in exile with which our nation must negotiate. This was a significant shift in support for Palestine, moving from radical groups to more mainstream figures who were able to lobby for shifts in U.S. policy. Ten years later, Jackson would find himself in an audience in Harlem as Nelson Mandela addressed a packed town hall. As far as Yasser Arafat is concerned, I explained to Mr. Sidney that we identified 
with the PNO. Because just like ourselves, they are fighting for the right of self-determination. Like Mandela, Archbishop Desmond Tutu drew global attention to the plight of Palestinians as being parallel to that of black South Africans under apartheid. The inhumanity that won't let ambulances reach the injured, farmers tend their land, or children attend school. This treatment is familiar to me and the many black South Africans who were corralled and harassed by the security forces of the apartheid government. Mandela made a historic trip to Palestine in 1999. Choose peace rather than confrontation, except in cases where we cannot get, where we cannot proceed, when, where we cannot move forward. Then, if the only alternative is violence, we will use violence. <clears throat> A statue of Mandela stands in the occupied West Bank city of Ramallah, a gift from South Africa to the people of Palestine. His grandson, Mandela Mandela, continues to be an outspoken critic of Israel. Release all political prisoners. We want to say to the Israeli government today that give the six million Palestinians living in exile their right of return. It's not possible to talk about global black solidarity for Palestine without discussing black Palestinians or Afro-Palestinians themselves. Some Afro-Palestinians trace their roots to the land as far back as the 12th century and are descendants of Muslim pilgrims who went to Mecca for Hajj and then settled in Jerusalem. Others are the descendants of those who migrated from places such as Nigeria, Sudan, Senegal and Chad. Some of them came to Palestine specifically to fight against British colonialism and Zionism. The second, third, fourth generation, if you ask us to identify ourselves, we say we are Afro-Palestinians. We were born here, we grew up here. The community is deeply rooted in Jerusalem, with a long history of involvement in the Palestinian liberation movement. Ali Jiddah is a leader of Jerusalem's Afro-Palestinian community, who served 17 years in Israeli prisons as a member of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. The African community used to be always among the avant-garde. For example, the first Palestinian female to be put in Israeli jails came from the African quarter. This was Fatima Bernawi, a Palestinian of Nigerian descent who served 10 years in Israeli prisons. Released in a 1977 prisoner exchange, she was the highest-ranking female member of Fatah. The first Palestinian killed during the Second Intifada in 2000 was Osama Jiddah an Afro-Palestinian shot on his way to donate blood. Hip-hop artists have also referenced and stood in solidarity with the Palestinian struggle, including Lauren Hill, who famously cancelled a Tel Aviv concert in 2015. And Martin Luther King had a dream on a checkpoint. He waited with loud screams from the scenes at the checkpoint. His mouth from next to by any means at the checkpoint. Imagine if your daily routine was a checkpoint. Meanwhile, hide that's M1 in Arabic. I'm pro Palestinian. Does that make me a terrorist? You can catch me in Gaza, in Haifa or Ramallah, but I'm still just Mutulu Olubala. So when I rep with Shaja, we rhyme with our middle fingers up to the Zionists because we don't give a fuck. 
This video for Vic Mensa's single, We Could Be Free, illustrates the clear parallels between life under Israeli occupation and life in over-policed black communities in the U.S. Following the death of Freddie Gray at the hands of police in Baltimore in 2014, uprisings began around the U.S. And as police reprisals escalated in Ferguson, Palestinians took to social media to show solidarity with black communities as well as sharing protest tactics. And we started getting tweets from Ramallah, and they were like, run toward the wind. You know, stand closer to the soldiers, because if you stand close to the soldiers, they won't tear gas you, because then they get tear gas. You know, wrap this shirt around your eyes as a kind of makeshift gas mask. And they, they had been protesting in the West Bank against what was happening in Gaza. Many have also drawn attention to the cooperation and joint programs run between the Israeli military and U.S. police forces. I remember learning that the same equipment that they use to brutalize us is the same equipment that we send to the Israeli military to police and brutalize Palestinians. Like the Black Panthers, groups like the Dream Defenders and Black Lives Matter continue to push for solidarity with Palestine within an internationalist framework. When Israel attacked Lebanon in 2006, renowned writer Toni Morrison signed a statement with other public intellectuals, saying the attacks were a distraction in order to divert world attention from a long-term military, economic, and geographic practice whose political aim is nothing less than the liquidation of the Palestinian nation. Mark Lamont Hill was famously fired from CNN for saying this at a United Nations function. Local action and international action that will give us what justice requires. And that is a free Palestine from the river to the sea. Dr. Cornell West also claims that his vocal opposition to Israeli occupation may have led to him being denied tenure at Harvard. But the sacrifice of black radicals, scholars, and intellectuals in shifting public attitudes on Palestine has not been in vain. Mainstream solidarity with Palestinians is clearly growing in Western countries. In 2021, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, Cori Bush, and others all expressed unwavering support for Palestine during Israel's attacks on Gaza, an unprecedented show of solidarity in the history of U.S. Congress. That means we oppose our money going to fund militarized policing, occupation, and systems of violent oppression and trauma. We are anti-war, we are anti-occupation, and we are anti-apartheid, period. that has raised your knowledge level, your wisdom knowledge, and understanding about the war here in America and the war in the Middle East that's being broadcast everywhere. 
no doubt about it, this is a very complicated war that we're observing and witnessing. We can't even simplify it. There's so many levels of the rabbit hole in this conflict that we don't even understand, many of us. But I know the other day, uh, our government, the people in Congress and uh, (laughs) the House voted to give more money to the empire Zionist state of Israel. The ignorance is just uh, off the chain about this whole uh, program we're seeing before our eyes. And as American citizens, it's our job, conscious American citizens, it's our job to raise the level of consciousness and educate our brothers and sisters about who is the real enemy here. You have the the unique position here in this studio of being educated, informed, and knowledgeable knowledgeable about everything related to your body, your health, and we want to continue to educate our neighbors. This is not about attacking Jewish people. Jewish people are not the enemy in my mind. It's the Zionistic Rothschild, WHO, all these are huge corporations who are funding this war, even banks and all that. But we have to stop the attack. We have to help our brothers or, or anyone we may meet who thinks the Jews are the enemy. There's a big difference between Zionists and Jews, big difference. And the Zionists, the organization, the people, the the minds that have been oppressing the Palestinians for years and years and years, and now we can see that it's coming home to roost in many ways. My granddaughter, we had an interesting discussion at the table the other day. My granddaughter had a, a writing assignment about Lewis and Clark. Yeah, this week. She's had to answer, read a story about the Lewis and Clark expedition. For those of you who don't know, that was the Europeans who came to America, met the Native Americans. They got help from uh, many Native Americans. In fact, a pregnant woman, Saskatchewan, she was reading the story, and she had to answer questions. And one of the questions her father, my son, was stuck on was, well, what would have happened if Lewis and Clark had not met the Native Americans? And my granddaughter's answer was like, well, they would have just kept walking, some simple answer. And because they, they gave them horses, Native Americans gave them horses and helped them on their journey, right? The, the, the settler, the, the invaders, you might say, uh, entered the land of the Native Americans. They got help from them. And then later we know the story. They start. They destroyed all their buffalo. They destroyed their housing. Look at what's happening in the Middle East, where uh, the oppressors, the Zionists, no water, no electricity to the natives who who have been there for hundreds and thousands of years. Whatever. It's all Africa, in my opinion. And so the history is Egypt, Mitzrayim, and uh, Jerusalem, and all this energy that we're seeing and witnessing why why are we witnessing all this right now we are becoming master alchemists to transform this information that we are receiving to know there's nothing new under the sun first of all and um the reality that death is not uh eternal i i saw this amazing interview by this palestinian man 
And he was asked how he manages all the suffering and the pain and the stress. And he said this, it blew my mind, but it was to me, I would say, oh, that's so true. He said, we believe, he was saying the Muslim community believes that when a person dies, they go on to paradise. So they're not so concerned or afraid that their children are going to die or they're going to die. Because when they leave here, they're like, man, we go to paradise. So what we're going we're gonna to be in the battle. We're going to speak the truth. We're going to be in, uh, uh, we're going to do whatever we have to do to get our land back, whatever, because they're not afraid of death. Death after death is paradise. How many people have that belief system? Not very many. But I, in my mind, I'm like, that's so true. It's so true. If we really want to have, uh, don't not have a fear of death, just think about when your soul leaves this body, paradise. But we out of this war, we out of this war mind situation, we're out of the stress, we're out of the pain, all the suffering, all the things we talk about on this show that we're trying to overcome. Done. Over. No fear of death. So I, I have to re- just admire that, that attitude. So the battle, again, is so complicated. And we have an opportunity here in this country to raise our consciousness and to share truth. Stop hating on the Jewish people. They're not the enemies. They're not the enemies. They're not the enemies. In fact, a majority of the Jewish residents in Israel are asking for Netanyahu to get take a hike. Take a hike, buddy. The majority of the Jewish people in Israel and all over the world are are marching for peace and ceasefire. They have been there. They know what the struggle is, and it's not the Jewish people who are the enemies. Please, please get that in your head uh, because the news uh, wants to uh, think, wants you to think that the Jews are the enemy. No, 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 no. These are our brothers and sisters, just like the Palestinians, and these people are fighting for peace and justice just as much as we and the Palestinians are. So, Keep your keep your eye on um, the countries that are going against Israel now. That's what's really heating up now. The story is heating up in that you've got Saudi Arabia and Russia and China, and many many countries are saying. In fact, Saudi Arabia came out yesterday and said, "United States, here's the message to the United States: You better stop this. What Israel is doing, this Holocaust, this." This uh, 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 poisoning, this cleansing, you better stop this or we're going to get involved in this. So that's the new update on that. But it's nothing new under the sun. We in this place are, are becoming master alchemists to transform all this to peace, to purpose, to peace and purpose. That's what we're doing. So we've got a caller. Let me take a caller. I missed my um Commercial, but three one two eight eight two. Your mic is open. We are shalom, ahua. We don't die, we multiply. Black is beautiful, and black power forever and ever and ever. And assalamualaikum, beloved Doctor V. You are fantastic in the female solution. Thank God for you and the female solution. The struggle, the movement, and the coalitions continues. 
This is Minister Plump, Robert Floyd Plump from Chicago, Illinois, a ex-Vietnam veteran. And I am totally, and we are totally against violence of any kind, against any uh, individual, organization, uh, business, or community, or nation. And when I say we, I'm talking about the Harold Washington Foundation. Okay, all right. We win. Who win? God and the people win. And uh, I'd like to uh, also uh, let everybody know that Plump, my last name and the acronym, is Peace, Love, Unity, Marketing People. And we're going to continue to market uh, uh, that because that's the right way for the righteous children and people of God in every way. And this coming Sunday, we're going to be at Lake Grove Village in Chicago, uh, and that is at 3515 South Cottage Grove from 2.30 to 4.30, and we'd like for everybody to be our special guest because we're going to be promoting uh, peace in the hood. Let's do some more good, and everybody can help save the black children, the black family, and the black people by promoting uh, freedom, justice, equality, and economics. And I'm also an ex-member of SNCC, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, and they were mentioned in your uh, your audio, too. So, uh, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, you know, come on out and join the Harold Washington Foundation, and we're going to continue to do what Mayor Washington said. We must plump the whole community. And in order for them to get in the building, they must call Minister Plump at 312-882-5935. And God bless you. Oh, Keep up Plump. our health and our wealth. Mr. Yes, Minister Plump, question for you. Sure. all I'm What I see on the news about Chicago is usually pretty negative, and I want to know how you're transforming that negativity because a lot of, uh, from what I'm seeing, a lot of residents are angry, angry that all the migrants and and um, immigrants are coming to Chicago and the homeless there are not being taken care of as well as even the migrants are being taken care of. So how are you and your family, friends in Chicago uh, transforming the negativity that the world is seeing going on in Chicago with all these new residents there who are getting all these privileges? Yes, well, you, you, you are right. You see, the female solution equals the 23. And what you are speaking about, our health is our wealth. It's 23, which is a healing. And we need a healing and a blessing and miracles. You know, like, for an example, uh, the word team. We teach on that. Together, everyone achieves more. Together, everyone achieves much. Together, everyone achieves money. Together, everyone achieves millions. Together, everyone achieves miracles, and all miracles come from God. And I like to mention too, on February the 26th of uh, 2023, uh, at Savior's Day, with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he pro- he pro- pro- projected or he prophesied that the war of Army God would is on. 
and on that day, and it actually started on October the 7th of 2023, officially with uh, uh, Israel and uh, Hamas. Okay, so uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he he uh, put a book out called The Fall of America, and everyone should read that book. Everyone should read Message to the Black Man, and, and that is a part of the solution for money, good homes, and friendships in all walks of life, and that's the truth that we can, like Yahshua, uh, like what Jesus said, Christ uh who most know as Jesus Christ, is a black man. And you should know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. God bless you. Call me. And uh, it's always an honor and a privilege to be on the female solution because we need to do a healing and a collaboration. And education is a key to all of our success. And information is also another key to our success. If the left one don't get you, the right one will. If the right one don't get you, the left one will. So God is oh, the answer so much. You. God bless you. Thank you. And we love um, you. And, and keep promoting that good music in the city because that is really the key to peace and harmony is good music all over the city. <laughs> I may do this Sunday, I'm thinking about doing a show on Venezuela and why people are leaving that country and in droves for various reasons. And it has a lot to do with teaching um, the receiving population, of course, many lessons. But there is such an interesting history about the United States government interfering with the politics and government of Venezuela and why people are leaving that country now. This country, this government that we have, full of a bunch of uh, Zionists. I'm just going to say we have a bunch of Zionists running our government, okay? They voted uh, yesterday or day before to one, at least one half of them. The Republicans, I think, voted. Now they got to get a vote from the Dems, which may not pass, for $14 billion to go to Israel. The Zionists now. Because let's be clear, we're looking at institutions, corporations, governments running these governments, corporations, uh, the military-industrial complex, all of that, all the complications of why we have this war going on. And our government, our our senators or the people in the Republican Party want to send $14 billion to Israel to continue the oppression of what we just heard has been going on for hundreds of years of a people that were pushed out of their land like the Native Americans here in this country. And yet our government voted almost unanimously, our, at least half our government, the Republican side, I believe, to send $14 billion to Israel to fight this war of the Zionists against the people of Palestine. Keep that in mind when you when it's time to go to the, the voting booth, if you go. The system is so corrupt. But we got a bunch of Zionists running our government who are in, in bed with Israel, Netanyahu, the other Zion, and all the Zionists. So we need to be aware of what we're dealing with politically so that we can transform and become the master alchemist that I'm promoting to have peace even in the midst of this storm that we're in. It's a stormy, stormy time 
and the people who are coming from Venezuela and South America is a result of our government interfering with their government. So this is a moment that we can transition to the fourth dimension, fifth dimension of peace only if we have the knowledge to know what's really going on and not be deceived. Let us not be deceived. And especially with me, don't let's not have the media manipulating us and with propaganda. The latest new pro- propaganda I saw is there's a new COVID variant in America. Bullshit. Again, here we go, more propaganda. And if you were listening at the beginning of the show, it's not a new COVID variant. It's the propaganda, the lies and deception about an ecosystem that has been operating for billions of years that protects us, and yet the uh, monopolization uh, of ignorance and the exploitation of ignorance continues when you don't understand your microbiome connection to everything, to your whole body. And that's what this show has been about today, is to educate you about the connection, not just with your breath, but every system in your body is connected to the microbiome ecosystem within and without. And we really don't have a need for more antibiotics, more drugs, if you are consciously aware of this great connection that the Creator gave each and every one of us in this sacred temple to fight the battle within and the battle without because your stress levels will not be affected by all the wars around us if you manage the battle within. Building up your microbiome with the best probiotics, with the best fermented foods, with exercise, and as uh, Dr. Mercola said, Vitamin D is key to help you get a good sleep along with exercise and breathing more and more. So thank you. I hope you'll share this with those who might be a little confused about the war outside and the war within, but there's a solution, and the female solution is always here uh, seven days a week to bring you the best solutions to build up your body, mind, and your spirit. So Join us tomorrow here at uh, on the Female Solution at noon for more wisdom and knowledge uh, to help you on this journey of peace and becoming the master alchemist that we were meant to be. Everybody have a great day, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you now to our goal. This is a reminder. Ending in. The- to remind us we are all we are all one. Stop the separateness. We're all one. Even those in the archives of virus out there, there's a broken part of us. There's the the disengaged part of us. But there's still part of this journey. But let us promote unity, oneness, harmony. Harmony. You can always reach me on my website Among those at who are awoke, conscious, and ready to transform and be the master alchemist. So here we go with promoting or saying thank you. Thank you to my global family. 
I love you. I love my Jewish friends, my Muslim friends, all those who are with me on this. All of you who participated in today's love. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. My friends and Satnam and Namaste. I love you all. Have a great day.